podcast people welcome to the wise guys podcast uh actually it's day four devotion but today we're talking about wisdom uh really i i think that's what people come to this podcast for dan i think that wisdom is what people are after and uh you know what we supply it this is the place to find it uh i guess maybe we're going to retire the unraveled title that is more commonly known by and, and call it the, the wise guys look we've, we've cleaned up our act here we are completely raveled Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, you know, we're so, that's we're so. that's a word that only wise people use is raveled. Everybody, you know, they'll talk about things unraveling, but nobody ever appreciates when things are just raveled. You know, when we were called wise guys, I'm not always sure it wasn't done in a uh, sarcastic or facetious sort of way. I um, do not know what those words mean. Anyway, um, <laughs> to our point. Yeah, so we are we are in uh, core fourteen. No, you said that with confidence. Is it core 14? I'm the worst. Dude, ever since we got a step, yes, it is. I, you know what? I should have just been confident because it is core 14. And I should have never doubted myself. Right. And I'm going to edit core this part out of the wisdom. out of the podcast. Um, yeah, so you know what we're talking about? Wisdom. It's a it's a core. And, you know, this is one of those. This is not one of those um, uh, words that we, you know, use but don't know what they mean. Or, or maybe it is. I don't know. It's just not really one of those churchy words necessarily. Like no. Wisdom is certainly well out in the market square. Yes, but but even so, you know, I think that that uh, people often consider knowledge and wisdom as synonyms. Yes. And they're not the same thing. They they are not. Now they do they are linked. They certainly they hold are. Um, but that's the thing is that sometimes we will think like, oh well, this person is very learned. Um, this person has multiple degrees or has written many books or something like that. So therefore they must be wise, right? Or they hold like some prestigious title or have a high paying job. Um, a lot of people in those categories that may be high on knowledge, um, maybe even high on skill, not necessarily high on wisdom. No. And, and honestly that, uh, high knowledge, low wisdom can get you into trouble. I think of wisdom, so I think of knowledge as like what you know, like you knowing a lot of things. Uh, I think wisdom is more knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that I, I sing his song and, and you know, I, I'm sure people in my congregation uh, in Sherwood think that my dad is like, you know, six foot 14 and like, you know, can just, do and be and you know actualize anything um but obviously i have a high opinion of of our father and uh when i think of of dad i don't necessarily think him as somebody who has the encyclopedia memorized but he just he just always seems to know what to do yeah see in bird's corner they would know dad yes uh, they've got him in the the, listen dad is 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 a guy that i think he has exemplified that that uh often doesn't, uh, you know, it's, it's not that he's, as you said, put the encyclopedia all in his mind, although I think he's a very smart guy, um, but just seems to know what to do. You and I were having a conversation before this uh, about that and just, you know, a lot of times when, you know, when I think like, man, I'm almost 40 years old and the amount of times I still, you know, hit full scramble mode and, and talk to my dad and be like, hey, what do you, what do you think? And and uh, when I think of dad too, I think, I think wisdom portrays itself this way too, where sometimes there's just a calmness to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? When things, when the room heats up, just being able to kind of navigate. And I think that's what it is. It's not just knowing things, but 
uh, knowing what to do with them. Yeah, no, I think that that cool under pressure uh, point is a definitely a mark of, of wisdom. It's something that I uh, certainly would like to cultivate more and, you know, be better at. Um, it's not even always knowing what to do. Sometimes it's knowing what not to do. It's knowing how to act and when not right. to act. It's, it's, sometimes it's about knowing, you know, what to say and what not to say. Yeah, and, and I think even living in acknowledgement of uh, what you don't know. Yes, you know, absolutely. The, uh, you know, sometimes the smartest answer to a question is, I don't know. Uh, I know I, I get a lot of mileage out of that particular response. And, and, you know, for us, like as Christians, you know, your main source of, of wisdom is going to be in that yielding to the spirit. Mm. Unless it's just being in tune. You know what I mean? That being able to just, you know, when the room heats up or even in just regular situations, just kind of always being in communication with the Lord, always kind of being like, okay, God, I'm, I'm waiting on your leaning. I'm, I'm taking your direction, like taking the direction from a wise father. Because uh, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that brings us to our, our first passage in Deuteronomy uh, ten twelve. It says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul? Mm. You know, like for me, it's it's funny because you know we're we're gonna we're we're talking about this fear thing, and even on Sunday we really leaned into the fear part, um, because that was the first step, right? Yes. And it, and it's foundational part, and it sounds, I don't know, like when we talk about God and those loving God, and you want to have a personal relationship with Him, and that the foundation of this is fear. It just it doesn't sound doesn't sound right, at least to, I think, our, our ears here in, in 2022. But really, living in the fear of the Lord is more of a natural response to belief if you believe that God is creator and all-powerful, as he says. Right. And the interesting thing about that, too, is that, like, we have to understand that that fear, like, there's there's two different words in the Hebrew for fear. One One word is the like fear, like, ah, there's a hungry bear that I've encountered, and that's, you know, I'm, and I'm fearful. And there's another word for fear that is like that, like in awe, like mm. completely awestruck, right. right? And here's the thing. There's an appropriate time for both. Absolutely. And the creator has put that in us, right? There is that fear of like, oh, my goodness, and there is that fear of dread. And, you know, when we understand who God is, we see that there is that appropriate time for, for both. When, when people in the Old Testament had encounters with God, even when they had encounters with an angel, right? like they had a fear response, like, like hit the ground, like I'm ruined, mm. right? Like when you think about when people have encounters with angels in the Old Testament, what's the first thing the angel almost always says? Do not be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. Don't fear, because they have to quell that immediate response. That's right, because because uh, right? they know I'm not the one you're to fear. Yes, that, and that's what it is, right? And that's what it's saying, because they'll fall down and worship, and they're like, get up, right. they won't accept but, it. But again, right? even that cautious, now I know there are fears that are irrational, but like even that, that cautious fear response is a wise response. You know, you talked about yes. like that hungry bear in the woods, you know, <laughs> being, taking steps 
and reactions out of fear is wise in that situation. You know, spurring up and, and rolling the dice with the grizzly is it would be unwise. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. And so when we look at this, he says, well, what does the Lord require of you to fear the Lord? So what does that look like? It means to walk in obedience to mm. him. It means to serve him and to, you know, and to serve him with all of your being, with right. all of your heart, with all of your soul. And to me, this is just, again, and we've talked about this a lot on Sundays too. It's actually just living out what you believe. Yes. Like, and, and it really, um, I don't, I was going to say test your belief. I don't think it tests it. I think it shows it. Just I think it, it just demonstrates it because if you if you believe that God is creator, as we talked about, responding with him in fear, but that you believe he is a benevolent creator, that he is a creator that loves us and that loves us personally, I think naturally you're going to reciprocate. You're going to you're going to love and you're going to want to serve him. You're wanting to, to, to do good and follow his commands <clears throat> because of that fear and that awe of respect. And, and I think people understand this. Uh, I put it in, you know, this is coming from the heavenly realms all the way down. Uh, but, but I, you know, I think about in Bible college, you know, I had a, had a particular professor. Um, I won't even say his name because I don't know if he would appreciate it. Um, but, you know, especially initially, was not my favorite professor. Uh, probably learned... I, you know, I often remarked, I learned probably more in his classes than any other classes, but I was terrified of him. I, I was like, everything that I handed in, I was like, it's going to be a zero. He thinks I'm stupid. Like everything is trash. And I really feared what his response would be. I really feared what he thought, but I just respected him so much because I was like, he was really, really smart. And probably in his wisdom and humility, like, I think what made him such a difficult professor was I don't believe that he believed that he was as smart yes. as, as we held him. Um, yes. But I just cared deeply about what he thought. Yeah. And and again, and, and the more I had him as a professor, the more, uh, you know, I actually grew. I mean, Maritime Christian College is a small school. You really get to know your professors. And, you know, he's somebody I would call a colleague and friend today. But just, you know, even, even today, you know, I, I think if I was like weighing in deep in theological things, I'd be like, I'm not sure if this is right. If I was speaking with him. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and that's it. And that's where that, you know, that fear and respect, you know, those dynamics and even love mm. all intersect. Oh, absolutely. Again, just to go back to what you said at the beginning, like you live out your belief, right? And so when we, if we believe that God is good and that he is benevolent and he is the giver of good and perfect gifts, when he's given us commands, and we live in obedience to him and we serve him. And because when we don't, this is the thing, this is what we communicate with our belief. You think back to, you know, the very beginning. And so we've got Adam and Eve and the, the command is you can eat of any fruit in the garden, just not this one. And then, you know, they, they go and take that one. And what they communicated to God, because this is sometimes what we do is we think like, oh, well, like, you know, man, that's, that's pretty severe. Like they just, you know, take the fruit and eat it. Like that seems like a slap on the wrist type of offense, not like, you know, fall of man type of offense. But, but you have to understand, it's communicating to God, you can't be trusted. Mm. That's yeah. what we're saying to God. You don't have my best interests in mind. Right. You don't have in mind my help. Uh, you, you're trying to hurt me, mm. or you are trying to keep good things from me. Mm. That's what we communicate to God when we live our own way. Now, we're basically saying to God, like, I'm, I know better that I can somehow contend with you. Right. Right. 
And that's the significance of it. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it just flows really well into the next verse. I think that's yes, where you were headed. Yes. Yeah, that's where I'm, that's where I'm on my way to. So that's a wise, that's a wise decision. Here. Why don't you go ahead it's, and do that? It's Ecclesiastes, which is another piece, uh, you know, in the Bible that we would call wisdom literature. Right. Okay. So we're in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. It's the last chapter, verse 13. It says, now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Mm. And again, usually I'm trying not to get into preacher mode. I, you probably don't believe me at this point if you're listening. But again, it's important for us to understand. So Solomon has you know, written this entire book. This is the end of it. And when he says in Ecclesiastes, I denied myself no pleasure, and he means it. Mm. He means it. Like, this is the richest guy on the planet, as far as even today's money. He's be one of the richest kings that ever lived. Like, he had access to anything and everything that the world had to offer and mm. went for everything, okay? Which, by the way, is unwise. Okay? Yes. But he's a guy that's got the full gamut, okay? He's tested everything, and he says, from a guy who had access to everything and did it all, literally did it all, yeah. says, after everything's been heard, everything's been tried, everything's been tested, this is the full conclusion, looking for meaning in life. And that's what the whole book is about. It's like everything is meaningless. This and that is meaningless, okay? Fear God. That's the beginning of wisdom. That's fear God, keep his commandments, this is the full duty of all of man. That's where you're going to find it. Yeah. And again, it's just basically like living in acknowledgement of God being creator and containing the wisdom over his creation. That, of course, if God has is the author of life and the creator of the world, then it makes sense to obey him. It is, is wise. It's like, you know, it's like obeying the rules of the road. You know, we talked about uh, on Sunday about how, you know, like fear is what keeps you from just driving your car as fast as you possibly can. You know, like I, I could think, well, I want to get to work faster in the morning or I don't want to leave as early. And so I'll just like drive, you know, 200 kilometers an hour the whole way. What could go wrong? I'm not going to stop anywhere. And of course, you your know, you will do 200, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mine too. If, if, I, if I get a good tailwind, man. Well, four, four cylinders are off out. That's right. It's, uh. It's, I'm just like, you know, a rocket out there, but it's like, you know, like you can't, of course, that doesn't make any sense, right? Like you, you have to obey the rules of the road. Why? Because you're going to hurt someone. You're going to hurt yourself. Probably it's, it's just wise. And you know, when you think about something as powerful as electricity, right? Like we're using electricity here and on multiple levels with our conversation and we use electricity all around us for heat and lights and even now for driving cars and whatever else. It's, it's an awesome force. Now, you can use it, you know, within the confines of a certified electrician wiring everything up properly. Or you can, you know, start your own electricity farm with a light socket and uh, a fork. And that, that would be unwise. No, it would be a short venture. It would. It, because it's, it's just smart and it's safe and it's wise to exist within the boundaries. And it's not about not trying to be fun or not trying to whatever it's about how you're actually going to enjoy best and enjoy life best or enjoy whatever it is best and you do that 
when you live wisely. Wisdom doesn't hurt. Absolutely. And, and again, the, the book of Ecclesiastes is all about trying to find meaning. And the mm. refrain throughout is that none could be found under the sun. Okay? Yeah. Nothing could be found under the sun. So if meaning doesn't come from that, it has to come from something above that. Right? That's what it has to be. And again, we think that like, oh, that, and that's why when you chase things, it's like, oh, well, once I have this amount of money and then I'll be happy. Or once I have mm. this job and then I'll be happy. Or once I can, you know, have this experience or do whatever I want or get to this and it, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't no. happen. But God has already given us meaning. He's already given us wisdom. He's given us this access to life. Right. And and he's the container of it, right? Like it's, you know, you can, you can decide for yourself, oh, well, like I don't like the rules of the world that I exist in. And so I'm going to change them. I'm going to do what I think. Uh, but again, just, be, just because I want something to be so doesn't make it so. Right. I mean, that's Absolutely. true. That's true right here. Okay. Yeah, if you're yeah. just listening, I've got a Toronto Maple Leafs on my, on my uh, coat here. You know, I would love it if, if they would just win all the time. Um, and, and I could act as though they did, but it's just, it's not, it's not true. And other people can obviously see it. And it's the same with us. You know, you can say, well, I, I want to live life like this and I want to do these things and I want to have these results. And, you know, God has, has created life in a very natural order. Mm -hmm. and and wisdom is most often rewarded that's it and that's why i think there's so many people that like even that that do get the things that they were chasing and then they find out like look how many how many of the rich and famous are in rehab how many of the rich and famous are, are depressed and uh you know we think like oh man if i just had had that and you get there and the view is just not what you thought it was you know yeah, absolutely well, look, I mean, since you and I started this, this podcast, you and I know the true way to fame and, and, and fortune. Yeah, well, more, more fame than fortune. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm still waiting for my fortune. Um, I'm still uh, waiting for my fame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, you know, I feel like we are traveling down a road that some would call unwise. And so, yes, well, I, say, I think that actually leads, uh, our behavior here leads very well into the, the next verse here. It, it does. And, you know, this is a, this is a, a verse that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't brag about my scripture memorization skills. Um, but uh, this is a, this is a verse I I have memorized that first portion of James. And I think about this all the time. There's if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. And I just love the simplicity of James 1 uh, verse 5 where it says, you know, if any of you lacks wisdom or does any of you, do any of you lack wisdom? And then, you know, the response, I do, hands up. Yeah. 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 And then just a simple and frankly wise solution to that. Does like, do any of you lack wisdom? Ask ask god and he gives generously uh to all who, who you know to all without finding fault and it's just like how many times do i sit there and be like I i'll even pray to god like god i don't know what to do and it's like finish it yeah finish yeah. it ask. and that's the thing is like this is another one of those prayers and we've talked about this before the prayers that god will answer and sometimes People will say, well, like, oh, I don't really feel like God's hearing my prayers. Okay, God's listening to my prayers. And, and you know, uh, well, like, well, what do you mean? And so, well, I've been praying that I could buy a boat for however long. And that's, a, you know, that's kind of a crazy example. But you know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, I've been praying for this. And I'm still waiting for my boat. Right. But you pray this Missed prayer. the boat on that one. 
miss the boat on that one. Sorry. If you pray this prayer, God will answer it. Now, here's the thing about it, and we've talked about this before. It's the same thing when I pray for ways of temptation, okay? I can ask God for wisdom, and he'll give it. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to hit you with, like, here's exactly what to do. Right. Okay? It doesn't mean, like, it's going to be, like, all of a sudden, zip, you're going to get it in a text message or something like that. Okay? But he'll give you the wisdom. Now, here's the thing. Is a lot of times, the wise thing to do is not the easy thing to do. Yeah. It's not what we want to do. It's yeah. the right thing to do. It's the best thing to do. And it might be a longer game, and it might be painful. That's the, that's the wisdom that God gives. Yeah. And our responsibility, if we go back to the top, is to fear God, mm -hmm. walk in obedience, serve him. And so, because that's the thing, is that sometimes we would say, God, show me a way to temptation. Then God opens the door. And we're like, no, nah, I don't yeah, really want to. Not that one. Right? You know what I mean? It's the same thing here. So God, show me what to do. You know? And sometimes God says, well, here's, sometimes God does make it very plain here yeah. what to do. But it's not really what we want to do. No, that's true. And and honestly, that makes me think I want to correct something I said earlier that would be markedly unwise, where I said wisdom doesn't hurt. And and that's not true. Uh, sometimes it does. In fact, often times, especially in the confines of of a of a structure or a culture that is, you know, often unwise, uh, sometimes to to make the wise choice uh, hurts, at least in the short term. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. It's a, it's a somewhat of a I don't want to say trivial example, but like it's just a kind of a low level type of decision. I can remember a long time ago in youth ministry and I had a student come to me with a situation and as they unpacked what the situation was, and what their course of action could be, you know, it was plainly obvious. Yeah. What need, even in my, you know, early twenties head of what needed to be done. Right. Uh, even in their teenage mind of what needed to be done. And they unpacked the situation for me and I listened and, you know, could have just said, hey, look, here's what I think you ought to do. But what I said to them was, you know, a lot of times the hardest thing to do and the right thing to do are the same thing. Mm. And they just kind of went, yeah. You know, see, that's the thing is a lot of times we know. Yeah. Like God, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, like, you know. Yeah. Right. And I think I think people I, I think you're spot on. I think people just want to be told. You know, if you're if you're in a jam, like, hey, tell me what to do, and then that then I can just do it. Or, you know, I think in in part, it's like, well, if you tell me, if I ask you, hey, Dan, what should I do, and then you just tell me, and then I go do that thing, then whatever pain I experience, I can be like, well, you told me to do that, you you did that. But you're right. I think that that the knowledge is there. It's sure. am I going to wisely apply it? And and when you interrogate the idea. It, it becomes more clear. You know, I can think of a conversation. Sorry, I know you're wanting to jump in there. Um, uh, it's kind of in the same vein as what you're talking about. I remember having a conversation with somebody, uh, you know, many moons ago who said, you know, like, well, I think that, you know, this particular course of action or this particular type of behavior is okay because the Bible doesn't address it specifically, I don't think. And, and I kind of was like, okay, well, we could talk about that, but before we get into the nuts and bolts of it, let me ask you this. Who are you trying to convince, me or you? Yeah. And, you know, it was very obvious to them then, you know, they were trying to justify 
which is what what Proverbs calls the fool, right? The fool right. reject wisdom. The fool rejects in wise counsel and instruction. And uh, you know, they were just trying to reject uh, what they knew to be true. Right. It's just a rationalization, and that's that's, right. see, this, that's where knowledge ends. That's right. Right. Because you get all this information, and you can rationalize what you want to do as long as you put A, B, and C in the right order. Then you're like, okay, and this is why what I'm doing is okay. And that's why knowledge doesn't carry the day. Right. Okay? And, you know, we talked about this a little bit on Sunday. It's kind of like, you know, if you've ever experienced this frustration, and we often will fall into this, where somebody's about to make, you know, a, a bad decision, or they're making a bad decision. They're already in the thick of it. And so what we think is... Well, they just must not know. Right. They just don't know. Yeah. Right? And so some, maybe even somebody's telling you about something and you're like, and they're, and they're explaining what's wrong with it. And we'll go, well, did you say that? Yeah. Well, did you say that? As if like, oh, well, I didn't think of that. Like if you just said it, right? Or when I said it, they went, oh, I just didn't know. <laughs> that's, not what, that's, that's not what happens. And we think like, oh, well, that, that's what it is. It's just from a lack of knowledge. Yeah. And then you think, well, is that my problem? Have you ever had a thing where you're just like, okay, I'm about to do this thing. This is probably not right. Mm -hmm. This is probably a bad decision. I still want to do it, but this is probably bad. Yeah. It's, it's not It's not a knowledge issue. Sometimes no. it is. Sometimes it is. But that's, that's what we think. Like, oh, well, they just must not know. Yeah. And it's, this is where wisdom carries the day. And the knowledge is great, but it's not enough. And, and I think that this is part of of, uh, and I've talked about this phrase before that you'll understand when you're older. I think that you can, everybody, yeah. everybody develops knowledge at different paces, you know, like some people gather it quite quickly and you can know a lot, even at a young age. Uh, and, but wisdom, and not that you can't like wisdom has a pace to it as well, but mm -hmm. man, there's just something about that wisdom that comes with age and the older I get, the more I understand it. And the younger I was, the more I hated it because like, right. that's the response, you know, you talk about, Oh, well, they just don't know. Like, tell me if this is true for you. Do you ever like tell your, your kids to do something or about something or why something is functioning? And they're like, Oh wow, dad, you're so smart. I can't believe you know all this stuff. What do they always say? Well, that's what they say I, in my house. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, I set myself up for that one. They, they say the, the phrase that I hate. I know. I know. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. I didn't realize you knew everything. Like, right. And, you know, like, why why are you trying to, you know, eat the sandwich with the wrapper on then, if you know? Right, right. Like, you think back to, like, when you were in, you know, when you're in college and, you know, you're talking with, you know, maybe, like, your, your parents, maybe they weren't college educated, and you kind of almost think, like, oh, well, I... I know more. Yeah. Like, you know, we're talking about something. Like, I know more than you. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe you do. Maybe. You might know. You might have some knowledge. Mm -hmm. Know about a subject. Know more things. And that's, that's the way a lot of happen. And look, it's it's not like today's youth. It's This has been around as oh, long yeah. as anything. The book of Proverbs assumes that the old have wisdom. Right. That the youth are foolish. And... That's just the way that it works. That that's the way that we become wise is through experience and all these things, right? But that's the thing is sometimes we'll almost in our arrogance look at someone who's older and say, well, I know more than you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but that's that's missing it, right? Yeah. And again, that's where you take knowledge up here and wisdom's down here. And so like it does, sometimes it doesn't matter how much you know. No. Sometimes the amount you know because the wisdom is low is dangerous. Well, look, it, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. 
And, and honestly, you know, if, if you know more and then just declare it to the room, like it's going to give you more authority and people will like you more and listen to you more, mm-hmm. that's probably unwise. Well, look, it's kind of like maybe everybody's been in a room like this. Have you ever been in, in a room where, you know, you're talking about a subject and then someone just like announces their credentials? Yes. Right? Well, I have a degree in this, or I've like done whatever class. Like, it's like if, if you have to, if you have to clout with your credential. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've probably already lost the narrative. And again, let's circle all the way back to James. With wisdom, if I'm thinking if I'm losing a room rather than announcing, well, I have a master's degree in this, think I'm lacking wisdom in mm. order to deal with the situation. I just quietly pray, Lord. Give me the wisdom right now. Do I speak? Do I not speak? And if I do speak, season it with your grace. Yeah. You, know, you you provide the words. And, you know, and it has to come from him. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. And I think you're more, more likely to do that if you are, uh, again, acting out what you believe, responding to God with closeness. And, yes. You know, yes. just just again, you know, on the, on the last part of this verse, like if any of you lacks wisdom ask God. Well, you're going to ask God the closer you are to him, right? That's right. Like, you know, uh, I, I turn to my father, I turn to my mentor, I turn to, to people that I am close with and I trust. And I do that naturally because of the close relationship that I have built with them. And that is ongoing. And the closer you are with God, the more of a reaction, a re it's almost a reflex. We're like, okay, here's a situation. I need wisdom. Wisdom is the way to go. Dear Lord, please give me wisdom. Yes. And, and, and he gives generously. And it's just like, again, I just think it's just living out what you believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've come back to that refrain. And that's, that's the important thing with, with the theology that we're talking about. You know, in Core 52, we're talking about knowing more. We are talking about knowledge, but knowing what we right. believe. Right? But... Again, like as we've highlighted, we will live out what we believe. The biggest communicator of what we actually believe is the way that we live, right? And we certainly want to uh, live lives that are marked by wisdom, yes, but more importantly by God's wisdom. Yep. I couldn't say it any better than that. Um, I, I think that that's – sorry, did you have something to throw on there? Well, I was going to say, I think that's the landing spot. We're yeah. on the same page here again, I think. So. Yes, I think so. And so – yeah, you know, we, we just want to live. We just want to live wisely. It's, it's 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 important for us to know. It's important for us to understand to be knowledgeable about our faith. Um, but it's so important that we apply it correctly. Absolutely. So I think that's a that's a good place for us to land. And so I'd like to uh, pray us out. Uh, thank you for joining us. And and we are gonna right now collectively. I'd invite you to join with our prayer. And uh, we're gonna ask God uh, for for wisdom uh, for the week and look forward to uh, the way that he's going to answer that prayer in our lives. So let's go ahead okay, let's do and take some time and pray together. Heavenly Father, we pause and acknowledge that you are God and that we are not. And uh, Lord, we, uh, we fear, love, and respect you. And we praise you. And you're the only one who's worthy of our worship. And Lord, today, collectively, we... We lack wisdom, and so we ask it of you, Lord. And we know in your word that you've promised to give it generously to those who ask. And so, Lord, we, we approach you today and ask for, for your wisdom. I pray that whatever situation anybody's in today, 
where maybe they don't know just what to do or what to say or whether or not they should act, whether or not they should intervene. Maybe it's about a big move. It could be anything, Lord. And I pray that you'd give them discernment. Pray that you would make it clear. I pray that for, for myself as well, for my brother, that you would just help us to live lives that are marked by your wisdom, by your love, and by your grace. And Lord, I, I again thank you for your word. I thank you for this time that we can spend discussing it and just ask that you keep us in your care. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right on. Thank you so much for your time, Dan. Thank you so much to you listener, viewer type people. And uh, hey, let's do it again next week. All right. Back with Wise Guys. Until then, <laughs> join us again next week for the Wise Guy podcast. Stay unraveled.